And so I said, I'm the biggest narcissist at a race. I just pretend everyone is here for me. And, you know, they all just want to see me succeed. Dizones Radio, episode 701, starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, no sponsor today. Just want to give you a little heads up. Uh, most likely I'm going to be in Greensboro, North Carolina on October the 12th, uh, this year, 2019 for the cannonball marathon, uh, probably the marathon, possibly the half marathon. We'll see how the fall shapes up. Uh, there's also a 5k that weekend. So if you're in the area or looking for an excuse to, to take a little racecation to North Carolina in the fall, beautiful time of the year to visit a beautiful part of the country. Uh, I'd love to have you join me. Cannonballmarathon.com is the website. Uh, if I if I come up with a discount code, I will let you know. But right now, I don't have anything. Um, but would love to see you there. So uh, if you're interested, check it out, cannonballmarathon.com. And now let's go ahead and uh, dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey, guys. Uh, today's guest is a woman that uh, didn't really get into running until she was pushing 40. Uh, but since then, she's definitely made up for uh, lost time. These days, she's pretty much an equal opportunity runner. You know, it doesn't matter. Roads, trails. Whatever she's she's up for it, uh, long or short, that's good too. Uh, pretty much as long as it's running, she's she's going to get out there and do it. So uh, clearly, uh, and if you don't, if you haven't figured it out yet, uh, we'll we'll get into it. Lots of stories, lots of things to talk about, uh, and it's a pleasure to be able to welcome Miss Crystal Shinoski to the show. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Crystal. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, certainly the the, the pleasure is is certainly mine. And uh, guys, if you want to check out Crystal, what she's got going on, follow along with some of the the adventures. Uh, Instagram is a great place at Crystal underscore XTX Runner, uh, and Facebook you can find her there as well. Just you know, search search the name Crystal Shinoski, um, and you can connect there. Uh, and as per usual, we'll have everything linked up in the show notes, just like we always do. Dizruns.com slash 701 is the link that'll take you back to, uh, to the show notes for today. We've got some photos. Obviously, we'll have links. Uh, Ellen will have the, uh, the abridged version of the chat there as well. So the, the Cliff's notes, uh, everything you need, Dizruns.com slash 701. So, Crystal, the way we always uh, start off the, the show, start off the conversation is with a real, uh, a real simple question to ask. And for some people, it's a difficult question to answer. And I have a feeling it, it's, uh, I don't know, it might, it might be a little difficult for you since there's so many different areas of the running world that you, uh, you dabble in and, and race in and things of that nature. But it's just to, uh, to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? I have two favorite distances. One is the marathon, and it's because I can generally recover pretty quickly the same day and throw on some heels if I want to and go out and do something that night. And the 100, uh, just because it's always a challenge, and I'm a mid to back of the packer usually, and uh, I just want to see if I can finish. It's it's just a – I like the suffer. Huh. Um, okay. So, so I, I, as per usual, especially with ultra runners, this, this question kind of tends to throw me for, for a loop. Um, but the idea of, you know, a marathon, no big deal. You know, those of us that that's that fairly much that's, that's as far as we run. Um, you know, the idea of, of 
going out and, and having a, an evening on the town after a marathon is, is completely foreign. But I guess, I guess for you hundred mile people, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's just, it's, that's just, that's just a few hours. No big deal. Right. Well, it's, I mean, it is a big deal in the sense that, I mean, if, if I've raced it, I have pushed myself and I, I feel fatigued, mm-hmm. but it's still a manageable discomfort afterwards right. that, you know, I'm usually pretty hyped up and I just want to go out and I mean, and it doesn't mean like we're going to go, you know, right. Right. you know, dancing or anything really. But generally we go out to eat or, uh, you know, it'll be a bunch of us obnoxious runners <laughs> <laughs> where we're just talking about our times uh-huh. and, and, you know, at certain points of the race where we were suffering or we were doing great or, you know, it's just that high that you still have. And so a marathon... I don't need a nap immediately. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but then then a hundred miles, of course, whole whole different ball of wax. Something I I still can't uh, wrap my head around. Uh, I, I don't know that I've even really tried. I don't know. I have much of a desire to try at this point, but I have dipped my toes into the ultra waters a little bit. Run a run a couple of fifty k's. So uh, who knows? Maybe it's maybe it's just a matter of time till I uh, drink drink all the Kool Aid and go and go all in on some of these longer distance races. Well, I find I find that somebody was telling me you do know that the two hundred is the new hundred, oh. and I'm like, uh, <laughs> not for me. I mean, I there is one race that I would really like to attempt, and that's the Vol State five hundred k someday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just because I want to know what that feels like. Um, I do not know if I could finish. I have a, a friend. A, you know, like an acquaintance, but I've paced her before and, and she's finished twice. She finished, um, screwed first screwed female mm-hmm. last year. Wow. So she's, she is a queen of embrace the suffer and just keep going. Uh, her name is Kimberly Durst. Oh, she's, that's, that's incredible. I, I had, uh, the, the privilege of, of chatting with Dallas Smith a while ago, but he's, he's done that race probably, I don't know five or six times I mean, he's done it a bunch of times um and so guys if, if, you're, if you're completely unfamiliar with the vol state uh 500k you can you can go back and, and find that episode i don't even remember what number it was at this point but um and just yeah the whole length of tennessee it's it's 314 miles or whatever whatever the math exactly works out to be and, and screwed or unscrewed means do you have a crew or not and and whew, goodness that's I, I can't imagine doing it with a crew but doing it without that's that's a whole nother level of of torture for yourself Right. And in the heat of July. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. On roads. <laughs> yeah. It's, so it's, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, so that's something that has, I actually signed up for it. So I would do it in 19 this year, mm-hmm. but I withdrew in December because I knew I wouldn't be ready. Uh, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's one that, uh, I mean, obviously, Pretty good, pretty good training has to go into running something like that. But kind of re- rewinding the, the clock a little bit back to, um, you know, like, like we said in the intro, I mean, you, you haven't, you're, you're not one of those runners that's been running since, you know, since you were in, in middle school and you ran cross country in high school and in college and, and just have never, have never stopped. You kind of got into the sport um, a little bit, a little bit, not, not later than, than most, I guess. I mean, that's a lot of people now are getting into running, running as an adult. Um, but, but what was it that got you, uh, you know, kind of going down this path where we're running a, a 500k race is something that's at least on the horizon, uh, but several hundred milers, ultra distance races, marathons, the whole nine. What, what got you started in, in running, Crystal? 
Well, I started, I did my very first marathon when I was 30, but it was by accident. Uh, I was running with a friend and I only ran about five miles, you know, a couple days a week. And he introduced me to, or he invited me on a 10 miler. And I just thought, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. So I went out and I ran it with him and I couldn't believe that I could finish that distance. So uh, another time he invited me on a 16 miler. And again, I didn't think that was something I could do, but I went ahead and tried and you wouldn't believe how big my head got just from finishing 16 miles. I was just <laughs> so excited. So then he tells me one week, he said, uh, I'm going to the San Antonio, I'm going to run the San Antonio marathon this weekend. You want to run the 5k. And I was like, wow, what a jerk. I can run a marathon. I'm not running a 5K. So I signed up for the marathon, which was just, you know, within five days. Mm-hmm. And I ran it. And he told me that I had to finish in under five hours or I wouldn't get a medal, which he was lying. <laughs> I think he just wanted to go home. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I managed to do it in 4.59. And then I gave up running for about uh, six years and tried another marathon in 2007, gave it up again. And then in 2010, a girlfriend said, weren't you a runner? And I was like, ah, not really. And she said, we need someone for our relay for Akron. And this was, yes, 2010. And I thought, well, she said, you don't have to worry about, you know, how fast you run. Just if, you know, we just need somebody. And so I thought, well, okay, I'll do this. And so I started training and I thought, I don't want to be the slowest one on the team. I don't want him to regret inviting mm-hmm. me. And I ran that race and I think I had about a seven mile segment and I loved it so much that I said, I'm coming back next year and I'm running the full. And that is what started it. So 2011, uh, I just, just trained for Akron and did it and really enjoyed it. And then 2012, I was focused on trying to do as many as I could in a year. Uh, ended up doing three, and that's the year I did my first ultra. Okay, okay. So, um, so, so with, with that kind of timeline in, in place, or at least, you know, kind of the, the, the couple of starts and stops before you really got going, um, mm-hmm. curious if, if you can identify what was what was different about the 2011 race that that you know wasn't wasn't like those first two where you 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 did it you trained for it and then you know nothing for a few years and and back again why why did you stick with it this time do you think I think well the 2011 I I certainly trained harder and more consistently and I also started running with a group mm-hmm. and that helped me get my miles up it also helped you know, me enjoy the time more. So I do, I do a lot of, well, I won't say a lot. I do solo runs and I do runs with groups, but I have to say that, you know, the running with a group and just, I've met so many wonderful people, whether it's in roads or on trails. And that's really why I stick with running now is because these relationships are just, they're beautiful. Um, I am, I have some of the best friends I've ever had through, you know, that I've met through the sport and, and it's not always just running, you know, we, we do a lot of things together and, and so it's really the connection to people that made me stick with the 2000, you know, since 2011. Uh, 
Um, so as as you get you get into it, obviously, you know, I think I think a lot of us can can relate to the idea of you get kind of stuck with the the not stuck, but you get you get entrenched into the running community a little bit, and then you know there's always there's always another race, and there's always this, and are, are we gonna do coffee after the run? And and you know it kind of mm-hmm. definitely becomes uh, a big a big uh, you know it, it just kind of pulls you in, and and you don't even want to try to get out of it. Um, but uh, like you said, twenty twenty thirteen run run three marathons. Um, was was it that same, and also the first ultra? Was it was it the same uh, kind of group of, of people, or was it was it was that what, what pulled you into the the ultra marathon direction, or what what was the impetus to go beyond twenty six point two for the first time? Uh, I had heard about an ultra, and I thought oh, I wonder if I can do that. And I was actually talking to one particular running friend uh, who did road mostly, and I said something to him about Have you ever wanted to go? and do an ultra. And he's like, Nope. <laughs> so <laughs> I was out one night, uh, with some friends, met him up for some Mexican food on Cinco de Mayo in 2012. And the, they were, they had another friend in this group that I had never met before. And she had, she was training for a hundred miler. Mm. And I, uh, I said, uh, you know, I would really love to run a 50 K and she said, Oh my goodness, there is a great 50 K called Bill's Badass in November. And if I mentor you and you come on and do this as your first, uh, 50 K, then it's free. Mm. And I was like, well, I can't pass up. free, <laughs> Right. <Be fun." laughs> so I started training for that. I mean, that that night, that moment, I committed to it and I started training for it. And I that was November. I ran it. I did it very, very conservatively, but I enjoyed it a lot. It was a completely different group of people. And like two weeks later, I found another one to run because I was so excited about it. And then... I have uh, family members on my husband's side that would talk to me about running and, and they think I'm crazy. And one day they were, it was, it was December, uh, Christmas, and they were talking about the biggest loser and trying to lose weight. And one of them said something about losing 30 pounds. And, And so they were trying to come up with an idea so that they could lose weight and kind of motivate one another. And I wanted to be a part of that, but I didn't need to lose weight and, Mm. and I'm competitive. So I thought, I know if you guys set a goal and you get within 25% of your goal by April, which was Easter when we'd see each other again, Mm -hmm. I said, I will run a mile for every pound you lose. And two of them wanted to lose 30 pounds and one wanted to lose 15. Oh, boy. Yes. So I signed up for this race called 024, and it's a 24-hour loop. Mm -hmm. And my husband, who is at the time was really not on board with me running these miles. He's a friend. (laughs) Hi. Right. (laughs) He said, well, his brother said to him, you know, Jimmy, you could lose some weight. If you join this challenge with us, then she will get to subtract a, a, ah. a right. So uh, April comes around, and the three of them hit their goals. I mean, they came within twenty five percent. So I had seventy one miles to run, and my husband, 
didn't do anything. (laughs) Thanks a lot. (laughs) So we laugh about this because I said, you know, you could have nipped this in the bud. Mm -hmm. You could, (laughs) but you didn't. So I, I signed up for that race and it was, was going to be the first 71 mile distance I'd ever done. And I'd heard from a friend of mine that someone else said that they were going to run like a mile more than me or something just and, and I don't know, they were probably just being funny. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm going to go, you know, like 10 miles more than that. And so anyway, I just, I was kind of, I'm kind of stubborn and I was having such a good time just because it's a mile loop and you see people faster and slower and you just, it just kind of like brings your energy up. Mm-hmm. And I ended up doing uh, I, I was at like mile 99 and someone jumped out and a friend of mine, Lori Grayberger, jumped out and ran with me. And she said, you know, you're first female right now because wow. she thought I was going to stop at 100. And I thought I was, too. And I still had like, I think, an hour and 10 minutes left. And she said, are you going to stop? And I was like, no way. <laughs> Not female. at first. Yeah, I've never won anything in my life. <laughs> so. I kept going and I ended up with 106 miles and and winning. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, I was a little bit excited. <laughs> I, I imagine so. What was what was the longest that you had run going into that? 31 miles. Goodness gracious. <laughs> uh, yes. Quite quite the, quite the jump from, uh, quote unquote, just a 50K to, uh, to 106 miles. Um, I mean... I, I, I obviously this was this is still a, 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 a I don't know what at, at this point seven eight years ago so it's it's, it's been a minute but um, what what like I, my my head's kind of spinning at the idea of I'd run thirty one miles and 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 to even go from thirty one to try to run seventy seventy one something like that or, or a little bit more because somebody had said they were going to run one more than you um, to to one hundred and six I mean like what when when you realized that you were at that point like like what was what was going through your mind that like gosh like you've run i mean literally three times farther than you'd ever run before at that point well i i I really i i think it's i think like i've mentioned about the marathon i was sort of in this weird zone where i'm just elated Mm -hmm. so even on the course there were times that i was very tired and i was you know just kind of shuffling along and the race director jumped in at one point and he's talking to me and he's like, you're doing great. You're doing great. And, and I just, I didn't really think about how much more it was than I had run before. I'd seen all these other people out there running and, you know, doing their first 50 K their first hundred K. And I just was just caught up in the camaraderie of all that. And the, you know, the excitement I will say that you can run a distance, you can triple your, your distance and, and, uh, you know, and be fine as far as like getting it done. But the recovery Mm -hmm. after not really training the way I should have trained for that, uh, was, was hard. (laughs) I was in a lot of discomfort for, for a lot longer than I have in more recent races because I do a better job of training. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I, I think that, um, we can all probably relate to that on, on some level just from, I mean, I know, I know for me, it's like, 
I can remember back to the first the first couple of marathons where where you know kind of like like you in this situation I was not prepared I I didn't uh, uh, didn't train as well as I as I should have and you know it was you, you're doing the the hobble for eight days ten days two weeks something like that and now it's like you know I'm still I feel it of course but it's like right. you know after after you get up and take. 10 or 15 steps, like the legs start to, to work again. And it's like, you know, you it might still feel it for four or five days, but like I can pretty much function at, at normal after maybe a day at, at the most. So yeah, it makes, it makes sense. Um, but yeah, the, the recovery after going three times farther is, is gotta be, uh, did, did, that, did that give you some, some, uh, I don't know if, if, uh, questioning of of the choice of of continuing to push on when you when you could have stopped at 71 and then you could have stopped at 100 but you kept going where you're like god maybe maybe i shouldn't have done this no no (laughs) no that i i'm not one of those people who's like you know die before dnf Mm. i'm not that kind of mentality but i feel like uh i well one time a friend of mine said, no matter what it is, it will pass. Uh, as far as like, if you feel terrible, if you are hot, if you're, you know, feeling defeated, if you're nauseous, if you feel great, all of this is going to pass, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know? And so if you can just stick it out long enough to, you know, whether it, you need to rest a little bit or whether you need to get more calories in, or just, if you can just stick it out for a little while longer, you can generally overcome it. Now I'm not talking about when you're dehydrated so badly that, you know, you need to stop, but, but, you know, it's, a lot of times it's just our mental, you know, our, our head's not in it anymore or, and I know because I've DNF'd a couple races and then had to go back and finish just for my own peace of mind. Uh, but, you know, I, I know when I, I drop out of a race and I think this wasn't physical, this was mental. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, no, I, I never thought that I should have stopped earlier, even though it was uncomfortable later. <laughs> I was just so excited. I'm like, oh, my goodness, I won a trophy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, certainly, uh, congratulations on that. And obviously, that was a, a bit of a launching off point. I'm assuming it's a little bit of launching off point. I'm going to ask some questions on that in a, in a second. But one thing that, that you just said there that, that I would love to to maybe explore just a little bit more the the idea of you know everything will pass and and uh, you know when you when you have these these rough patches probably being more mental than physical most of the time. Um, I, I've said several times and I feel like I'm finally starting to make some progress here. But I'm always looking for ways to to improve the mental side of of my running. I feel like that's that's been the weakest, the weakest link several times only, only in the last six months have I felt like I've really run a complete full push myself marathon type of thing without kind of giving up at some point. No, I'll just walk for a minute and then walk for a minute turns into walk most of the last, however much is, is left of the race. Um, but, uh, curious for, for you, Crystal, and your experience, um, you know, what have you done tricks, uh, mantras, whatever, what is, what has worked for you on the mental side of things so that when you find yourself in one of those dark places, you're, you're able to, to keep yourself going mentally so that you can, you know, it, it will pass. You do get through it and things start to, to move a little bit better again. Once you come out of that, that darker place. Uh, I found it depends on the race. Uh, what my husband who, again, thinks I'm nuts, but <laughs> and does not get the sport at all. He will write me little notes on index cards and I carry them with me. And he, I used to put them in my drop bags, but I've gotten to the point where I really only like to, uh, like go to my drop bag 
a couple times in a race. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to hit every single place that has a drop bag because I take too much time. I'd rather just go, okay, check. Do I have, you know, hydration, you know? So I started carrying them with me and whenever I need a little pick me up, I'll read them and it'll just be, usually it's just something funny or, uh, it sometimes it's something inspirational. Usually it's something obnoxious, mm-hmm. like you, you know, you chose to do this or, <laughs> you know, uh, if this were pizza, you'd only be one slice in mm-hmm. and, you know, silly stuff like that. But it's, it's, that's helped me, uh, singing mm-hmm. and I am probably one of the worst singers ever. <laughs> But I will go, you know, run down the trail and I'll be singing Hamilton songs or 70s music Mm. or anything I can remember the words to. And uh, sometimes crying a little bit. Um, (laughs) It's just, you know, like sometimes it's just the release of the emotion Mm. that's in there at that moment. Sometimes I talk to myself a lot, Um, you know, like if I, I I'm also very clumsy and I've fallen down uh, so many times at races. I did grindstone this past year. I fell at mile 31 on the probably the most bland part of the course. <laughs> of course, I, I, of course. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I did a full-on Superman slide. My hand, I, I thought I pulled a, te- or, you know, like, yeah, pulled a tendon. Mm-hmm. It was black and blue immediately. I'm holding it over, over my head hoping to keep the swelling down, hold, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm just saying, okay, no, that's not good. Pick up your feet, pick up your feet. And you know what I'm talking to myself. So, uh, you know, I find that those things help me mentally. And sometimes if, if I realize I'm just not making a lot of sense, then I think, okay, am I drinking? Am I eating? Mm-hmm. When's the last time I ate? And sometimes just putting some food in my body, even if I don't feel like it, makes all the difference in the world. Right, right. So those are some of the things. That's 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 helpful, and and I think that you know for for people that are listening that aren't maybe uh, you know looking to do any big ultras anytime soon, the, the same things can still work. You know, um, singing, f- calories, yeah. whatever. Because we've all, I, I like I said, I've I've certainly had them. I think most people probably have had those those rough patches in shoot in half marathons in in marathons whatever the distance might be so always good to have some some more tools in the toolbox so thanks for for sharing some of yours there crystal so getting back to to this this you know 106 miles when when the first first female um like i said i, I have to assume that is kind of the, the launching off point of like wow i can i can do these 100 mile races is, is that is that accurate was that when doing some of these these longer races really came on your radar yes yes uh i i, I I think my next race I signed up for was the same year and it was Havelina 100. Mm. And I really, you know, I enjoyed that. Met some people that I'm still in contact with now. And and it was just, I wanted to try to do uh, at least 100 a year. Um, and that's what I've, I've finished 11 now. Mm-hmm. And I've done about... Uh, 43 ultras altogether and 45 marathons. So, I mean, like I pretty much have, uh, you know, I, I love long races. I still do the shorter things as, and when I say shorter, I mean like 5k because I feel like those hurt more, <laughs> right. uh, 
you have to like pick it up and go quickly. But it, it was just, I wanted to push myself and see what I'm capable of. And, you know, sometimes I would say, oh my gosh, there's no way. Or I have a friend that I run with, I call him my anti-coach. <laughs> and I sort of stole that from my friend Pam, who who talks about her husband like that, but he's a supportive anti-coach. Mm. Mine is not. Uh, he always says, oh, Crystal, you know, you'll never get faster while running ultras. And I'm like, you just watch me. And so whenever I would get a new PR in the marathon, I would, you know, screenshot my time and I text it to him. And I was like, hey, Meyer, bam, <laughs> look at that. And <laughs> so, I mean, part of it is just, stubbornness, um, mixed with a little bit of, I don't want to say stupidity, but, you know, like willingness to give something a try that might not be this, the wisest thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I've just like, what's the worst that can happen? I can always stop, Right. you know, right. give it a try. You don't know what your body's capable of. And so like last year I ran, you talked to Richard, mm-hmm. my friend, Richard, I ran his race, which is one of the most technical races in Cleveland. Uh, I, I think it's the most technical in the area. It's surprising that it's like right in the middle of Cleveland. <laughs> right. Or right on the outskirts. Of, I mean, it's just crazy. So many sharp turns. You're going through water and like uh, it just I'm always afraid I'm going to break something out there. Mm-hmm. But he had that race on a Saturday and I had signed up on Sunday for a 12 hour ultra just to kind of give myself some more time training before grindstone. Mm. So I, I ran his and, you know, I ran with a friend of mine who's only done a couple and he's just got the ultra bug now. And I ran with another woman who was, um, you know, new in ultras too, but we, we kind of came together at mile eight and it's a loop race. And I think, I think there are four loops. I can't really remember now, but we ran the last, all the, all the rest of the race together. Mm. And it was so fun. I mean, so she was first female. I was second and Jim was right before us. So, but it was just, it was, you know, an excellent race. And then the next day I go out and do this 12 hour endurance and I'm just like, okay, I'm going to take it easy. This is just time on my feet and ended up getting like 60 and a half miles. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just, and I, I would have never said, oh, I could do 60 miles. I thought I would do 50, mm-hmm. but it's just one of those things where I feel like people just need to, if they want to, I mean, like I'm not pushing running on anyone, right. but just in life in general, don't assume you can't assume you can and see if you make it or not. I mean, you know, give it a try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, wow. I think that that's a that's a great uh, a, a great a great quote for sure, uh, and something that um, I, I've I've thought about this before. And I actually had a, a conversation with with an, an older uh, gentleman in his 80s, still running marathons, um, uh, uh, maybe about a year ago. And I think he said something along those lines too, where it was like, um, don't don't always worry about setting a specific goal. Like, like if you had gone into to that second, uh, that, that 12 hour event and said, I'm, I'm, you know, 50 is my, is my goal. Like, you know, like you said, you, you thought maybe I could, I could do, I could probably do 50, but if you said 50 is it, well then once you get to 50, it's like, it's, it's easy to kind of like 
check out and shut it down, or, or maybe you, you've set a, a limit on on what you can do. You paste yourself to do to do fifty miles, versus you go into it and and just see what happens. And that's what the the other gentleman had talked about, where it's just like you know, don't always get so locked in on you know, I have to run at you know nine minute pace or eight minute pace or twelve minute pace or whatever it is, but kind of learn to to listen to your body and run by feel, and you might just be surprised that you're actually able to do a lot more than than you thought, which kind of almost, you know, didn't think about this until the words are coming out of my mouth, but that kind of seems like a, a bit of a theme with, with at least the, the early part of, and even currently the part of, of your running journey where it's just like, go out there and see what happens. And, you know, you might just surprise yourself. And it sounds like, uh, you, you've, you've done that a few times. Yes. Like I, uh, I'm, I, I love the Garmin. I love to look at data after the fact. I do not look at my watch, you know, when I'm running, uh, for the most part, you know, I might look down and see, okay, I'm at miles such and such, but I don't look at my pace. The only time I looked at my pace was I was going for a, a PR and I had run a race two weeks before and I had gone out way too fast. And, and it, it was just, I was again, super excited. I, I was doing it in my hometown and I knew so many people and they're screaming and yelling. And somebody said, oh my gosh, you've got your own fan club. And I said, I'm just, you know, I'm on the board of the running club. So I know a lot of people. So it's just, you know, that's how I, uh, you know, I know all these people and they're yelling. And so I went out way too fast. At mile eight, a young woman came up to me and she said, wow, how are you going to be able to keep this up for a marathon? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And it turns out I wasn't. Um, So I thought to myself, you know what, I am going to try to reel it in in the beginning because I've always had more success when I've been able to run the first, say, eight miles at a more conservative pace. I'm not saying like, you know, training pace, but just a little bit more conservative. And then if I still feel good and my body starts to pick it up, then just go with it. But give yourself a good eight miles to like, you know, get, get through the excitement and just settle into something. So what I decided to do was create a workout on my Garmin that were, uh, that was in a one mile repeat 26 times. Mm. And I set it with, so that I would see the pace of, you know, like it would be between 725 and 735 for each mile. And all I would see is what was left in the mile and my pace. That's it. And so then I've set the last mile, the 27th one at like a 0.6, not a full mm-hmm. mile. And so I use that when I ran Marine Corps and I would look down at it and I'd see, okay, I'm running a little too fast to just back off a little, unless it was down a hill, then right. kind of just go with it. I wasn't going to hold back on, on that. But if I look down, especially towards the end and I was you know, you have a couple of teeny little climbs, but they still feel like they're so big at the end of a marathon. And I'm just like, okay, just stay within the range, just push through this mile, think about this mile, and that's it. And I did, I get to the finish line, I don't know, I had no idea what my time is. All I knew is, for the most part, I stayed within the time frame that I had set for myself. And then uh, when I saw the clock, it was 31635 and I had like shaved 7 minutes off my PR and it was it was because you know I like focused on what I was doing in that mile I mean it was trained I was trained for it but I was also able to put that discipline in and 
just focus on that particular moment in time. And so that's, that's the best I've ever done. And, (laughs) and I haven't done it since. So, but it's, it was just the most rewarding feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, just being able to hold back a little bit made all the difference in the world, you know? Yeah, certainly. It's, it's a, it's a tough thing to, to do sometimes mentally, if nothing else to, to, you know, like, Hey, I feel good at the beginning of the race. I might as well go. And, and, you know, that way when things don't feel good at, as good later, you know, I'll have banked some time and, and, you know, I've, I've seen people try to do that. I've, I've been guilty of trying to do that. And boy, it's, it's not very likely, not very often that that strategy works out versus the, the inverse where just like you saw, um, and, and have experienced it. Take it, take it just a little bit easy at the start, leave a little bit of gas left in the tank and you might just surprise yourself. So again, another example of, of surprising yourself, but yeah, that, that pacing thing is huge. And I love that idea of, of setting one mile increments. Um, I might, I might have to steal that cause that, that sounds pretty good way to just stay, like you said, in the mile right now, instead of worrying about, Oh, I've still got 24 miles to go or whatever the case might be. Right. Right. Well, you know, and I'd look down and I'd see, okay, 0.24, you know, or seven, mm-hmm. six, and I'm going, okay. Okay, I'm a little behind schedule, or I'm a little slower than I should be. Just push for a little longer, mm-hmm. and and see if I can get back within range. And it just, for me, it just felt less overwhelming. Um, but for the most part, I run, I run, you know, with just based on feel. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I, you know, try to just start out more conservative because I don't want to, you know, bonk. Mm-hmm. and then try to pick it up. But, you know, I just, I love this sport. <laughs> I really do. I mean, I, I've spent most of my time in the last year pacing my friends, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to get to their their BQs. Um, but to me, that's that's more rewarding than my own, you know, I mean, I have goals, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's more rewarding or as rewarding as getting out there and doing my own thing. Like I have a girlfriend, I talked her into her first marathon and, and I said to her, you know, when she said, Oh, I don't, you know, I can't do it anymore. And we were at mile 20 and I was like, yes, you can, you can do it for six more miles. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And I said, and now see all these people just pretend they're all out here for you. I said, wave to them, smile, you know, do whatever you can try to engage because number one, they'll think you're crazy. Uh, for still having a smile <laughs> right. on your face. And also it just gives you a little bit of energy. And I, I think that's why so many people like races with a lot of crowd support because it does motivate you and it, it kind of gives you a little bit of a push. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I'm the biggest narcissist at a race. I just pretend everyone is here for me and you know, they all just want to see me succeed. <laughs> and so it just kind of gives you a good feeling like, Oh, you know, Hi, thanks for being out here, you know, whatever it is. And and it's just a it makes for a really fun race, even if you didn't hit the goal that you wanted to hit. I mean, you're still out there for, you know, four hours or whatever, three, three and a half hours, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You're still out there and you're having a good time and and that can't be taken away from you. Yeah, absolutely. Um so you know, sh- shifting gears, uh, I guess we're not shifting, we've got kind of maybe already shifted, but but a couple of, of 
thoughts or questions about about kind of the, the road side of, of running because obviously we spent a, a pretty good chunk of uh, the first uh, little bit there talking about ultras and, and some trail a little bit of trails but but kind of ultra running stuff um, but like you said kind of finding finding a, a, a joy a, a reward in running the roads and running specifically running with other people and helping them pacing them whether it's a first marathon or a BQ or whatever the case might be um, in my in my limited experience of of trail running, things are so like they're they're just completely maybe not completely but they're pretty pretty different animals of of the roads versus the trails, um, and and I tend to feel like a lot of people that I talk to um, definitely have a, a a solid preference of one versus the other. But it kind of sounds like you're you're pretty you know pretty loosey goosey about going back and forth. Do you, do you have a preference of of road or, or trail? No. I no. really don't. I, I I like them both for the different, you know, at, the different feel. The like just this this week, I've run trails and roads with friends. Like uh, the other day, I ran I, I ran eleven eleven and a half miles, or I'm sorry, eleven miles with a friend of mine on the trails in the morning, and then I went to track that evening. Mm. Um, and so it was. It's just I really do appreciate. The difference is like, I like the trails because there's so much beauty and I tend to, to want to take it in more. I'm not, I'm not a person who is going to be on the podium for the most part on a trail race, unless there are three people in it, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but it's just, I, I enjoy it. I, I like the time alone. I like the time running across people who are also you know, enjoying the scenery and it's, it's just so different, you know, as, as you probably know, I mean, it's just such a different environment. Um, I have, I fall down on both. So (laughs) I I know people who are really afraid to run on trails because they're afraid they'll trip and break, excuse me, break something. Um, but I'm just as clumsy, uh, on roads as trails. So that hasn't deterred me. Mm -hmm. Um, I do get a little, I did Eastern States the first year they had it. And there's this one section after mile 60 where you're close to, there's a very narrow path and you're close to a drop off and you can hear this waterfall next to you. And it's, it would probably be beautiful if you felt good and your legs were fresh. And, um, but none of that was going on at that moment when I was there. And I, I remember being nervous thinking, oh, I'm going to, this is where I'm going to die. This is it. <laughs> and, uh, and I swore after I finished that race, I will never go back. And then someone asked me to pace. Well, someone was looking for a pacer. I didn't know him, but I saw that nobody had responded. And I wrote to him, you know, a couple of weeks later. And I said, have you, have you, uh, found a pacer yet? And he said, no. And I said, well, I, you know, I'm, I'd be happy to pace you, you know, unless you're going to try to win, then we're in trouble. Right. But (laughs) I said, um, I've done the race, so I know what I'm up against and I, you know, I'd be happy to do it. And he said, are you local? And I go, no, but I'm reliable. I'll show up. Mm -hmm. I'll be there. So we connected and I just check in with him every once in a while, make sure he was still planning to do it. Also letting him know I was still planning to be there. Right. And I went out there that day and, and met him, ended up, he DNF'd at the place that I was, uh, picking him mm. up. 
But the cool thing is they were running. He and some friends were running with this young woman named Laura. And she was there by herself for, I think it might have been her 30th birthday. And she, they said she might want, you know, she might want someone with her. Um, I mean, she was certainly doing fine, Mm -hmm. but I went up to her and I said, hi, I'm Crystal. You want some company? And she was, you know, happy to have someone come with her. Well, it just so happened that that is the section that I completely forgot about. And it was, you know, by that drop off. And, (laughs) and and I was like, oh, I mean, it was fine. But it's one of those things where how did I end up on this course in the same place that I did not want to (laughs) be? But it was really neat because we did, I think we did 18 miles together and we were coming up uh, to the next aid station and we're kind of chasing cutoffs and she's really, really sore and chafing and like Mm -hmm. she's had, it's, it is, is a very rough race. And as we're coming up to the next aid station, which I had to leave I promised my husband I'd come home and we'd go to Barrio (laughs) and and I, you know, I had to keep that promise. But so we're coming up to this aid station. We see this man running towards us and it was my, the other guys that I was going to pace, his pacer that had Mm. met her earlier. And he comes running down the path and he said, Laura, are you going to go on? And she said, yes. And he said, do you want to pace her? I'll, I'll take you to the finish. And so it was just the coolest experience, you know, just thinking about it just kind of gives me chills because they didn't know each other before this day. Mm -hmm. And here they are, like working together to get her to the finish line. And it was just the neatest thing. And he's like, "Okay, I'm going to change my clothes and Crystal help her get everything she needs for a pack. And then, you know, they did that and took off. And And that's and that's one of those cool things about trail running that that. as, as great as the road running community is, and, and obviously with a lot of road running road races, like you can't just, they're not allowed to just have somebody yeah. jump on and, and pace you. But on the, on the trail scene, like, I mean, I think just about anybody would do that, especially if they were there to pace somebody else who had dropped off. It's like, Hey, do you need, do you need something? Let's, let's rock and roll. And nobody thinks twice about it. It's just like, that's, right. that's what happens, which is fantastic. Yes. That's, that's probably my favorite part of the trail community. And I mean, just racing trails and it's, there's no question that, if you went down and something happened on a trail at one of these races that, you know, 90% of the people, 98% of the people that come by you will check on you. And if you needed help would help you. Uh, and I'm not, you know, like, I think that with road races, the assumption is there's a lot of, of help right there, Mm -hmm. you know? And so a lot of times, you know, you go down on the side of the road and I mean, you know, if you fell or something, people will generally say, are you okay? But, um, not, you know, not necessarily going to stop because, you know, it's, it's, it's just a little bit different, but again, you've got a lot of, you know, aid or, or someone, there's usually a lot of medical close by, whereas in a trail, you know, you might not see someone for 10 miles. I mean, you know, some actual, uh, road or I'm sorry, race volunteer. Yes. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. (laughs) Right. So I, I just, I'm, I love this sport. Yeah, no, I, I do too. And you're, you're certainly preaching to the choir because people that people that are listening, you know, I mean, it's, it's, we're runners. That's, that's what we do. And, 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 uh, 
um, you know, we, we could listen to people talk about different, different run, running stories and race stories and, and, uh, things like that all day. But at some point we gotta, we gotta wrap this up. So, uh, and I think we're kind of getting, I, although I, I could, I could keep going, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll try to, to keep us uh, within the, the, the time frame that I'd promised. So as, as we get close to, to wrapping up, Crystal, the, the way I like to, to end the conversations um, is with something that's kind of like the introductory question, just kind of something that's fairly open-ended, not necessarily specific to any particular race or anything necessarily particular part of the conversation that we've had so far, but just leave it, leave it really open-ended and let you kind of take it whichever way you want to want to go with it. Um, and I'd, I'd just be curious, you know, in, in the last, um, you know, not quite decade, now that, that you've really been all in on running and it's really um, become a, a pretty uh, regular part of your life uh, and, and something that, that you enjoy doing and, and, and make a point to do. Um, I'd be curious if, if uh, there's anything that you can point to where, where running has, has really changed you or, or becoming a runner has, has changed you, not just obviously, you know, from the, from the physical, from the running side of things, but in, in, the rest of your life as well, you know, whether it's, I, I don't know. I mean, there, there's, I don't want to give you too many suggestions or, or right. I want to leave it open-ended, but you know, is, is there something that you can look back and go, gosh, you know, 10 years ago when I wasn't a regular consistent runner, um, I don't know if I'd be still, if, if this trait would have developed or something, you know, just some, some, some way that running has changed your life, uh, is a terrible way of asking the question, but hopefully it, it makes sense and, and I'll leave it up to you. I, I think that running has given me confidence that I didn't have before. Mm. Uh, I, I really feel like I, I'm a more direct person. I'm more, uh, I, well, yeah, it's, it's confidence because I, I never think I can't do that mm-hmm. anymore. I mean, I, I think in the past, I never thought of myself as an athlete and it's taken a while, but I'm starting to believe when people say you're an athlete, well, you know, you, yeah, you are an athlete, you're mm-hmm. a runner. You're, and so it's, it's taken a while from for that to settle in and to become the new, you know, me. Uh, I just I feel like I am very confident about and very positive. I've I've always been pretty positive, but I feel like I really do believe that if you set your mind to it, uh, you. I don't want to say you can accomplish anything because that's kind of cliche, but. I think you'll learn something along the way if you give yourself the opportunity to try it. Um, you won't know otherwise, mm-hmm. but I, I'm just, there's, if, if there's a distance or a race with one exception, I have no interest in the Barkley, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, for the most part, any sort of well-marked uh, <laughs> trail or road race, I would give it a try. I mean, I just feel like it's given me that confidence to say, you know, I'm capable of it or I'm going to do my best and see what happens. It just, I don't think that was me before. I mean, maybe I'd be willing to try. I used to get so nervous before I'd go on my long runs and I couldn't sleep the night before. Mm. And I still get nervous before, you know, really long runs, um, because you don't know what can happen. But at the same time, I try to look at it as I will learn something on every single run I do. I still, you know, find, okay, I've dressed too, I had too much, you know, clothing Mm -hmm. on, I'm too warm. I'm, I'm cold. I'm, you know, so I learn a little bit and, and it's just, uh, given me a more positive outlook on what I'm capable of. 
And so that's why I think, you know, organizations like Girls with Soul or Girls on the Run or all these other organizations for younger Mm -hmm. uh, or for young girls are really, you know, they're wonderful because I don't know what I could have accomplished if I had the opportunity and the um, like a mentor when I was that young. And, you know, it's just I just think it's really good for for people to or especially young girls to have confidence and, and, you know, like something from within, not Mm. not their looks, not, you know, what size they are, just like their their strength. I, I would I just think it's so important. And I I really wish that when I was younger, I could have recognized um, what a great sport this this could be, you know. So that that's changed a lot for yeah. me. I mean, I've changed a lot, and I used to hate this sport. <laughs> <laughs> it was something you do to get punished. Oh yeah, I, that's that's uh, that was kind of my take on running for a while too, and eventually uh, it certainly has come around. And I'm, I'm sure that we're not we're not the only ones where running has has uh, had some some pretty lasting changes. So thank you for for sharing that, Crystal. And uh, once again, guys, uh, disruns.com slash 701 is the link back to the show notes. If there's anything that we talked about that you uh, want to refresh on or links or things like that, again, Instagram at crystal underscore XTX runner uh, is the place to connect with Crystal on the Instagram and, and uh, follow along with, with uh, the races she's got going on, things like that. Uh, connect and cheer her on as well. So uh, Crystal, thank you for, for taking the time today. Um, like I said earlier, I feel like we barely scratched the surface and, and the time is already pretty much up, but, uh, really appreciate you you're taking the time and, and, uh, who knows what the future holds, but maybe we'll, we'll line up and do this again at some point, but, uh, thanks again. And I uh, certainly wish you nothing but the best going forward this year and, and beyond. Thank you so much for letting me ramble. <laughs> this was fun. All right. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. I hope you enjoyed the conversation between Crystal and myself. And as per usual, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was something that we talked about today that really resonated with you just a little bit more strongly? Uh, for me, it, it was uh, something that Crystal said kind of in the middle of our chat where she was talking about uh, getting PRs while also running ultras, PRs in the marathon, getting faster while running longer, uh, you know, some of these longer distance events. And, and that's something that I know, uh, there's some folks that, uh, kind of feel like that's, that that's a thing where if you're going to race ultras, that means you're not going to get faster in shorter distances events, whether that's the marathon, the half marathon, the 5k, whatever, whatever it is you're working towards. And I don't buy it. I don't believe it at all. And I was, I was, I was kind of smiling and laughing and, and nodding my head when Crystal mentioned that during our conversation, because uh, I'm right there, right there in agreement that that you can still get faster by running longer distances, providing you're running the, the longer distances intelligently. You know, providing you're not you're not trying to kill it all the time. Now you might kill it, try to kill it on race day, push yourself harder on race day. But obviously, if you're running 50k, 50 miles, 100k, 100 miles, um, you know, you, you just can't hit the pedal to the metal quite like you can. Uh, with the shorter distance races. So those those longer distances are great base builders. They're great to just help you kind of get that that firm foundation underneath you so that all of a sudden when you want to go hard, like even if you haven't been doing as much speed work, there's so much of a foundation, so much to push off of that you can just go. And all of a sudden, you know, running for a couple hours, three hours, four hours, there's no big deal when you've been running for 
20 hours, 24 hours, 30 hours uh, for some of these longer distance ultras. So um, just just a little something that, that stuck out to me. You don't have to race ultras, run ultras if you want to get faster at the marathon, but you don't have to give up at getting faster uh, in some of those shorter distances if you expand out and try something a little bit longer. You, you might just find that that uh, actually is is kind of the key that unlocks you to get a little bit faster. So something to think about, something that I certainly uh, agree with and am a big fan of. Not for everybody, not across the board. No, no one size fits all, of course, but it works. It seems like it's working for me. It worked for Crystal and uh, it may work for you as well to try to run something a little bit longer once in a while than what your goal race distance might be. So something to think about, but that was my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from this episode? At Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram, Dizruns at gmail.com if you want to shoot me an email. And of course, you can head over to the show notes and leave your thoughts, feedbacks, comments, takeaways there as well. Dizruns.com slash 701. So, uh, one thing you may have noticed at the beginning, a, a real quick little plug, but no, uh, no big, long droning on sponsor support. I'm my own sponsor type of thing for today. Um, I'm trying something a little bit different, you know, after 700 episodes, might as well, might as well ruffle a few feathers, try something out a little bit differently. So I'm curious to know uh, what you think, but, uh, if, if you ever listen to the Jocko podcast, which is something I've talked about before a few times, um, this is what they do is they, they save to the very end and they do like a lot of time talking about support and products and things like that. I'm not going to take uh, the full 20 or 30 minutes like they typically do. Um, but I'm going to try to save kind of some of the things that I'm doing and throw those in here at the end. So, you know, if you, if you don't want to listen to me for another couple of minutes, you know, whatever, I guess, I guess you can tick off, um, at this point, but, uh, just, just a few things, just kind of let you know some of the, the options that we have besides just the podcast, but some, some things that you can do to kind of support the efforts, keep, uh, keep the lights on, keep things moving in the right direction. Um, and, and for, a, an ex an exclusive, not exclusive for, uh, um, inclusive on all inclusive list. I think it's got all the ways on there. I need to check it. Um, I need to do some updating on the website anyway, but if you head over to disruns.com slash support, it's a page on the website. It's got all the different things that are at least a, a good chunk of the things you can do to support the show, uh, support what, what we've got going on here at uh, Disruns HQ. And, and obviously the proverbial, we although maybe, maybe the dogs count, maybe it's me and the dogs, what we've got going on. Um, but free things, paid things, um, different different ways you can support the show. There's, there's a whole host from there, disruns.com slash support. Just a couple to, to shine a few lights on here. Uh, if you're looking for working with a coach, it's something that uh, I do. And, and maybe I don't talk about it as much as I should. I don't know. But uh, disruns.com slash coaching is the, the link to the website. Um, again, another another page that needs to be updated and is going to be updated in the coming weeks. But uh, right now, four levels of coaching available from a one-off 16-week training plan to, to help you get ready for a goal race to more ongoing options like the Coterie, the one-to-one -one coaching, which you know, just different levels of, of interaction, but both kind of ongoing month-to-month -month. can just work through one race cycle. But typically, most of the folks in those, in those levels um, kind of keep going month after month, race after race. And we really build on progress over months and years, which is really cool to see. And if you just have one little kind of itching question that you want to get some, some insight on disruns.com, uh, on the, on the, on that page there, it's actually disruns.com slash consultation is the, the right to that page, but we can just set, schedule a consultation call where we jump on the phone, uh, for, for 20, 30 minutes, maybe only five or 10 minutes. If, if, if we can get you, uh, the answers you need in, in as short a time as, as you need, but, uh, you know, just try to, to bounce an idea off me, or this is what I'm struggling with. What do you think? 
um, those those options are always available. Um, obviously, you can always ask a question on on the Q and A episodes or via email, things like that. But sometimes it's really nice to have some of that back and forth to, to be able to you kind of really explain the situation more than just typing a few sentences. Me to be able to ask a couple questions back and forth. It really um, is a lot a lot more clean process, I think, a lot more effective process. So if you want to do that, that's another option available too. So disruns.com slash coaching for all of those. You can support the show by Patreon, buying a cup of coffee, um, big changes, not big changes, but definitely some, some structural changes, some ways to make it more valuable, hopefully, for those that support the show via Patreon. Uh, coming coming very soon. A lot of things. I, I know I, I uh, sometimes overpromise and, and take a while to deliver, but uh, there's definitely some, some things that I'm, I'm cooking up. Uh, and we'll be getting out as soon as the Little Things course is available, which should happen within the next week or two. Um, so patreon.com slash disruns if you want to support the show financially. Um, and last but not least, if you're connected to a race in some form or fashion, if you know somebody um, who's working with a race and they would be interested in partnering with me, uh, maybe to have me come speak, maybe to to do some type of you know come and review and run the race, some, some of the things like I've done with Junction 311, like I did last year with Prairie Fire, uh, seven bridges marathon, um, whatever the case might be. If you have an, an in with that or an in with somebody and you're willing to kind of help connect me with, with that person or that group, I would appreciate it. So have them, you know, feel free to, to make an email connection, um, or put in whatever plant, whatever seeds you can plant and hope that they'll, they'll blossom and grow. So that option is always there as well. Always looking for new places to speak, working on another, another speech, also working on another book. Well, working on it in my head still, but coming, hopefully coming by the end of this year. Um, we'll see. We, we all know how long that took last time, but now I think that I've done it once. It can probably happen a bit, uh, a bit more streamlined, uh, a bit more, uh, in a timely fashion. At least that's going to be the plan. Probably going to start that pretty soon too. So got a, got a few sticks in the fire, uh, maybe a few too many sticks in the fire, but, uh, all of, all of your support, all of, all of your, uh, Everything you do to, to help keep me going is appreciated. I'm always looking for more and more ways to keep giving back. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully maybe another book will be one of those ways. It's going to be much different than the first book. Much different than the first book. More news on that as it comes. But uh, things are, are slowly but surely starting to come into, into view. So um, anyway, all the support, always appreciated. Uh, let me know what you think of this new kind of format. The, the outro will now be probably a little bit longer. But uh, maybe it'll, it'll help get into the conversation a little bit quicker at the beginning. Um, might do it for the quick tips as well. We'll see. Just going to kind of play with it. And, and I would love your feedback. So let me know at Dizruns, Dizruns at gmail.com, and uh, any, any other ways to get in touch with me. Reply to any of the emails I send, whatever works for you. i uh, love to hear your thoughts on the new kind of here with the show or anything else. Uh, always love to hear from you guys. So with that, we'll go ahead and wrap, it, wrap this one up, put a bow on it, call it a day. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you had a good one. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, until next time, please be well. Take good care. Thanks again. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? Take it easy.